we said. The Press Box. Hey, great to have you back with us as we present another edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace for my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, here to offer you just a slice of what you're going to hear each weekday on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. It is the Press Box Radio Show. And if you like what you hear and you want to help us out, well, you can do that a couple of ways. First of all, find us on social media. Like, follow, whatever. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all there. PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one. And the same goes for this podcast. If you make sure you subscribe so you get the new ones every time they're out. And tell a friend. If they could do it and add us as well, they'll find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Simply search Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. We have talked a bunch of College World Series action, of course, this past weekend. Tough news for the Wolfpack of NC State as they were sent home after COVID has found inside their roster. And again, it was quite a controversial subject. We talked about it with a guy who was there, part of the NCAA committee who is running, administering at least, the College World Series this season. That is the athletic director from Jacksonville State University. Our buddy Greg Seitz was there in Omaha serving as an on-field liaison. We asked him the tough questions. Tell us what you can about uh, what occurred for NC State and this weekend's College World Series. For the last eight years, during the regionals and super regionals, uh, I've been fortunate enough to serve as an NCAA primary site representative. So basically, what that means is um, if you're you're on site at a regional or super regional. For me, I was in Knoxville for both of those weekends, and so you're just making sure that the tournament is ran as the policies and procedures that have been established by the baseball committee. And, you know, help settle weather issues are usually our biggest thing that we deal with. But just to make sure that the tournament is ran, uh, you know, in a, in a fair method, if there's tough decisions that come down to, you know, that need to be made. So uh, I was fortunate this year that um, the NCAA operations folks asked me if I wanted to come out to Omaha. And my, my official job title is on-field liaison. And so uh, obviously, as you guys saw the other day, I uh, I help handle all the replay stuff for the umpires as the uh, as the on-field liaison. But also yesterday at the practice day, just there to assist the teams if they have anything uh, as they go through practice and stuff. So so that's kind of my role. And this is my second trip to Omaha, and it's a uh, you know it's just a it's an exciting uh, you know exciting time for college baseball for sure. Greg, it, it's it's got to be tough when things take the storylines outside of the the field of play in the 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 foul lines so to speak uh in this regard I know that's disappointing for everybody yeah I mean uh you know you're 100 percent right you know you you really hate it you know what happened for North Carolina State you you hate it for the you know for Mississippi State you hate it for Vanderbilt uh you just really hate it for all of college baseball and you know, the, the reason I say that is, you know, why why do you hate it for NC State? Obviously, it's one of the best underdog stories in the wild and a team that has been playing incredibly great baseball, searching for their first ever college World Series title in Omaha. And, you know, for Mississippi State, um, you know, Vanderbilt, they had the opportunity to, you know, rest their ace, you know, and Jack Lauder and their entire bullpen for the championship series. Well, Mississippi State, I mean, they really had to use up several arms to, you know, advance Saturday to to the championship, you know, and for Vanderbilt and you guys, I know 
no Coach Corbin, but absolutely in no way did Vanderbilt want to advance this way, especially Coach Corbin, who has the utmost respect for the game. And, you know, for the NCAA, you know, the staff at the College Road Series, they're one of the hardest working crews, uh, you know, and they're on, unfortunately getting some blowback for having guidelines that every team agreed to play, you know, in the tournament. And right. just for college baseball, this is one of the most exciting and, and just a College World Series that we'll remember in recent history. And as the game continues to grow in popularity, you just hate to see anything that would stunt the growth of, you know, one of the best events in college athletics. Well, and for what has been such an amazing year that we even got to this point, it, it's it's really sad to see this type of deal get involved. But moving moving on just from, from that side, Greg, I understand there are things that you can't share and wouldn't ask you to divulge that. But if you could just walk us through the process as you know it. Uh, the the results come back or, or whatever, maybe even walk us through the testing, but but what transpired in order for the announcement to come out, hey, we're going to play tonight, but NC State, Friday. you're only going to have the position players and four pitchers, and, uh, and then what transpired afterwards to say it's over, Vandy, you are, you are on to the next round. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I'll try and do my best to, to give you guys just a little insight on on what happened uh, over the weekend and stuff. So just to talk a little about the testing procedure, you know, every unvaccinated member of a team of a team is required to take an antigen test upon arrival at the championship event. And that's not just for the College World Series. That's for every championship that's been administered, whether it's Division One, Two, or Three throughout the entire year. Um, so everybody has to take an engine test as soon as you arrive into, into town. And so typically, and then you're going to test every other day. And it typically occurs, you know, the day before each team's game, uh, just because other, um, you know, some of you guys have been out here at Omaha. So it's every other day. So the player coach travel party member, they'll take the engine test, you know, which does have a higher false positive negative rate than a more, more normal PCR test. But, if that antigen test does does test positive, then we then the NSA will send that person into a more confirmatory PCR test. Now, if that PCR test is positive, well, you know that person is now not cleared, and the individual enters into the, um, you know, basically you go into what they call blue protocol. So, so they are. What does that mean? It it just means that they are not clear to play, and they immediately go into isolation, and thus and thus contact tracing begins. Uh, and and that contact tracing that's really consistent with the local health guidelines. So they use the guidelines, you know, basically right here in in Omaha. So just just kind of walk you through, um, you know, the week. Uh, so last Sunday on June the twentieth. NC State came in, they tested uh, before their Vanderbilt game, and there was no positive cases, so there was, there was really no issues. Uh, Monday the 21st, you guys probably remember, uh, NC State defeated Vanderbilt one to nothing to move to 2-0 in the winner's bracket game. Uh, but in the post-game press conference, um, Coach Event, the NC State head coach, pointed out that a few members of the travel party, including a player, had caught a bug, is, is, was the exact, exact words that he used. And that, um, you know, there's a couple other players dealing with a bug. So, you know, the NCAA found out later Monday that one of the players who had a bug had a roommate at some point on Sunday, which created some concern, you know, obviously inside the, the tournament. Uh, 
So on Tuesday, the 22nd, um, the player that had the bug on Monday tested positive in an antigen in a PCR test on Tuesday and was deemed not to care to participate and was directed to isolate. The roommate of the individual who was in direct contact, you know, was then directed into quarantine and, uh, um, you know, later found out that the first individual was symptomatic prior to the prior to Monday's game. So, um, you know, that's where things probably, you know, kind of started turning for for the worst for NC State was right. last Tuesday. And then as as we move throughout the, the rest of the time, um, you know, on, on Friday, given the fact that they were scheduled to play at one o'clock, it was considered to be a test day. But, um, you know, due to um, due to the testing and another player tested positive and then it was deemed out of action. So now they had two positive confirmed cases. And so unfortunately, the results, you know, they arrived 90 minutes before the Vanderbilt game. Um, and so that's honestly, that's why, if you remember, there was a 45 minute delay in starting that game. So that's, right. that was, that was the problem, you know, at that aspect. So at the end of the game, once you have, um, two players test and they, they go in and they, they tested every individual at the conclusion of, of that game. And so obviously I can't get into the details, but you know, the sure. test results didn't get back till you know, close to midnight on Friday night because, you know, they played the game and, and those things. And then obviously Saturday, you can see, you know, what, what ended up transpiring from, from that um, Friday night test as well. Greg Seitz is working the college world series in Omaha. I want to go this route and uh, not necessarily asking you specifics of what you would do, but perhaps across the landscape of college athletics and those in charge. Uh, Greg, you're a, athletic director at a division one institution, Jacksonville state could schools and programs it appears can't force a student athlete to be vaccinated, but are we moving to the point where you, you tell a student athlete, you don't have to be, but you have to make a decision because based on your decision, we, the institution are going to have to make a decision, meaning we're not telling you to go get a needle in your arm for, uh, for a vaccination. And if you feel uncomfortable about it, the problem is you can't be a part of this team. And I'm I'm kind of going down just to feel your thoughts, or is that something not even, in my opinion, going in the right direction? Yeah, you know, I'll speak specifically to to Jacksonville State because you know that is where I work. You know, we're we're strongly going to encourage, and we do encourage all of our student athletes to to take the vaccination. I think you just show them some of the benefits of that. Is a number one, now you don't have to go through that weekly testing. Uh, number two, you won't have to be contact trace if another member of our team is, you know, does does show positive on that, uh, you know, unless there's a, you know, a major outbreak on the team. So I think for the folks that have lived it through the last year, just to have been um, where you don't have to go through that weekly testing uh, protocols and then the contact tracing. So basically you're saying if you're a vaccinated individual, now basically you're you're exempt from you know, you're not going to lose playing time if for whatever reason your roommate, um, you know, may test positive because of the contact tracing. So I think those, you just got to make sure what we're trying to do is just educate our student athletes and allow them at the end of the day to, to make the, you know, best decision possible, um, you know, as, as we look to move forward next year. 
Greg Seitz with us, the director of athletics at Jacksonville State University, working the College World Series out in Omaha. Um, despite that, we've seen some great baseball over the last few days. I mean, we talked about NC State. Hate that they had to go out the way they did, but they certainly were the, the Cinderella. But you look at what Mississippi State's done, the, the couple of the games. We've had walk-off. It's, it's been just a fantastic week and great crowds there in Omaha. Yeah, it really has. It's been, and you know, when you look, kind of look at the night games throughout the whole week, those are the games that have, uh, you know, have been really exciting. And obviously, uh, you know, in our area where we're located in the in the heart of the Southeastern Conference, it's you know it's pretty exciting because I think uh, everyone across the country knows how good SEC baseball is. And now with two teams that, um, you know, are are playing for Mississippi State's case, their first ever national championship in any sport. And then, of course, Vanderbilt, we know how dominant they've been over the last eight or ten years. And for them to go in and have the chance to win their third national championship. And when you look at it, they are the defending champions since there wasn't a game in 2020. Uh, I think it's set up, uh, you know, for for great games uh, for championship series. Greg Seitz, Director of Athletics for Jacksonville State University and the on-field liaison this week for the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Our thanks to Greg for checking in here for the Press Box Podcast. Mike, for Chris and J.D., reminding you we're on the air each weekday on great stations around the state of Alabama. Want to find us? We'll simply search PressBoxRadio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand, hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour of the show, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. Again, Mike Grace for Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers saying thank you for listening to this edition of the Press Box Podcast.